Welcome to the Hawk If You Love Wrestling Podcast. This week, myself, Mr. Rizzo, and Maddie Kay discuss the subjective art form of professional wrestling, where we talk about MJF and Adam Cole at the trampoline park, RBD in the ring, SmackDown shenanigans, and the Money in the Bank briefcase speculation. Let's start the show! Well, well, well. Look who's in the driver's seat now. Well, I don't know oh, about driver's seat, but you're the... here. Well, listen, my after weeks and weeks of planning, I have successfully removed TBZ from this podcast and have obviously <laughs> oh. taken over his seat. That's why you're hearing my voice. My voice. Maddie K. Oh. So uh, is it true that you put TBZ in an ankle lock so hard that you broke his ankle and now he had to have surgery? Is that what you're saying? I'm telling you that going forward, you can pretty much call me Shayna Baszler and TBZ. I'm convinced that TBZ is just Ronda Rousey because she ain't never coming back. And after uh, after what I've done to him, he, maybe he's never coming back. So you might just be stuck with me for a while. Ouch. Ouch. Well, in all serious, feel better there, TBZ. Whatever Matty K did to you. I'm sorry, and I hope you feel better. Uh, I hope you feel better real soon and get on back to this podcast and talk some wrestling with us. But, yeah, a lot going on, a lot going on. Oh, TBZ is ready to fight. Or Matty K is ready to fight. Yes, yes, let's go. Um, (laughs) A lot going on in the world, a lot going on with everybody. There's only so much wrestling you can watch. Even when you want to watch more, you can't get to it all. But uh, what a note. I, I would at least start a little bit with some AEW. I don't I don't think Matty K watched a lot of AEW, but I'll kind of talk about a little of the stuff, a few things, and then we'll see sink our teeth into some WWE. Um, but yeah, what I have on the docket to start the show uh, with AEW is it Jericho, Jericho Appreciation Society. Uh, I believe it's the society formerly known as the Jericho oh, Appreciation. Yes, society. well said. Um, yeah, they're falling apart. I alluded to it last week because I had seen the segment before it recorded. But yeah, um, I kind of enjoyed the fact that everyone got to say something. And uh, I really like the emotion that, uh, oh my God, why am I going blank on the two names, Matt and, uh, oh my God, Cool Hand Ange and... Um, Magic Matt Menard. No, wait, that's not his name. Money, many Matt. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm messing that up. You're asking the wrong. You're you're, you're waiting for the wrong yeah. guy to jump in here. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. Um, uh, I feel I so bad. I can tell you, yes. Sammy Guarva was out there. I can tell you that much. Sammy Guarva. I like Guarva. Dad, Dad, Daddy Guarva. Sammy Guevara. <laughs> <laughs> And Ty Mello, his wife, a pregnant wife, Tay Mello, and then uh, Jana, Anna J.A.S. I wonder what her name's going to be if there's no Jana uh, Appreciation Society part anymore. I wonder if she's just going to be Anna. I wonder how that goes. But I like the emotion out of the two of them. Um, I, I, you know, you got to love how <laughs> you got to love how Danny Garcia quit. I mean, so, that's how everyone should do that in front of their boss. That's all I'm saying. If you quit your job and you leave, that's how you should. That's what you should do in front of your boss before you leave. Uh, 
right? They got more, they got more and more emotional. Or like, well, yeah, as they went on. So I, I liked the straight, just like anger to start off with the whole thing, but then, oh, then they got everybody got soft at the end, and then it's Sammy true. Didn't even give like the gar- Sam- Sammy was the only one that gave him like the whole like, I'll be back, I'll be here, I'll, I'll be, I'll be here. Like if you, if you decide to come back, yeah, my, my might still be here. So just you know, pick up the phone, give me a call. Left the door. I'm open. not sure. Weak. He's weak. I, I, they're trying to make Sammy look babyface right now. I don't know. It doesn't. It's not working that much. But I understand where at least what they're trying for. It's more that Daddy Magic. Thank you, Daddy Magic and Cool Hand Ange. Oh my God, I was gonna be so mad if I didn't figure that out. Um, they have to be like legitimately emotional because they went from being like an internet talk show that left NXT to main event or like some of the coolest stuff on AEW TV because of Jericho, they went through some emotional like matches with some, you know, hardcore matches with, there was some cool uh, backstage stuff from daddy magic, like missing some of his like son's first steps and talking about like why he's in this business. And I don't know how much they are going to be still on TV without Jericho. So I won't know how much they were playing into like, yeah, this is actually might be a little bit it for me. At the same time, like I loved everything they're doing and I want more from them. So we'll just see what happens with, you know, Jericho's going to be on for a while. We're going to see Jericho at Wembley, but we're not going to see most of those guys at, at all out, right? Like, I, I don't know. No, I wouldn't think so. Didn't, did, did, am I just misremembering or did Daniel Garcia at the beginning say something about like maybe making their own society or something? So maybe just something. Maybe, maybe that's together, the case. I don't recall. Working. Yeah, with, with the fact that Jericho is going to maybe join Don Callis and we're supposed to maybe find that out this week or how it goes. So, um, yeah, something like that. Right. So, so does that happen? I thought that was a weird little tease of like, we'll talk about it next week. Uh, all right. Well, you that isn't just a one week thing. They've been they've been doing that for the last couple of weeks. That wasn't like a surprise. He's been leading them okay. to it. They've been asking him. He got in a formal he got a formal ask in the ring. And then that was the fine, like, all right, cool. We'll make the announcement. We'll talk about it. We'll do it next week. Like, we'll make it official kind of thing. And they're leading to something. At first, you just you were on both sides. You weren't sure what he was going to do. And then it was kind of obvious. Well, yeah, he's leaving the JAS. He's going to Don Callis. What, what are they doing? But, yeah, that's what we got. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff on that one. What else did I have next on? Uh, let's see. Adam Cole uh, and MJF at the, the trampoline park. Um, it was just kind of funny, uh, the the very beginning with MJF saying, hey, you got me here in shorts. We're going to do something awesome. I bet we're going skinny dipping with some rats. And uh, Adam Cole's like, no, we're not, we're not doing that. No, we're, 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 we're going to the trampoline park. And, yeah, it was, it was not what MJF was all about. And Adam Cole looks super – he looked like a 12-year-old jumping up in the tree. Like, look, we can do this. We can do this. And Adam, MJF just doesn't want any of it until Adam Cole told him that they can play dodgeball. He's like, oh, wait, wait, dodgeball? And he just kept throwing, you know, balls at, like, again, 10, 12-year-old kids until Adam Cole told him that it should stop. Uh, I don't know. It was fun. I liked the segment. It wasn't anything too crazy. But I well, love everything with Adam Cole and MJF right now. That anybody who says anything different is a liar, um, and then just doesn't appreciate great comedy. This is 
this is definitely, I think, my favorite thing that I've ever seen that I've seen AEW put out. These two are awesome together. I, the um, on Dynamite uh, for their promo when they came out for their, I know, like switching gears a little bit, but what, when they came out for the to announce their challenging for the Ring of Honor championships, and the, you MJF started to go off with the, are you are you trying to do a promo battle? promo battle right here right now oh it was so it was so funny he he's i honestly i kind of enjoy him more as a baby face than i do as a heel because he still has like those like kind of things where like i'm just gonna like wink at the camera and do the look at me get a pop columbus columbus cheer for me um so he's just doing all those stupid things but like just being like egotistical about it and so it's 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 a funny way for him to do it i'm I, re- I really like what they're doing, and I am honestly, uh, I, I, I'm at a, I'm at a 50-50 split on who turns on who for all in. Yep, that's where uh, I was at. That, that's why, I that's said why, last that's why week. That's why it has me intrigued. That's why, that's, that's why it has me so, like, just grabbed is just because it's because of that. Like, if I, if I don't know, if I legitimately don't know who's going to win, that is great promo work. That's a great buildup. Um, so I, I really do give AEW all the credit for this. Like, it'll it'll be fun. So do you, do you do you have a do you have a guess? Do you have a do you have a do you, are, can we go down nation of speculation? Well, that's I don't know if we can go down a nation of speculation yet. And the reason what is I was setting up last week with TBZ was we know the match, and it's a month from now, so they have like four weeks to tell us where are they at when the bell rings. Are they still going to be like, I doubt it, but were they going to be buddy-buddy best friends and still like best man wins or no? Is something going to happen between him and Roderick Strong or Britt Baker to make them mortal enemies when the bell actually rings to tell me what where I should go or what I should say? So I want to at least you, wait to the week of to see like where they at for the build. What do you, what do you think of this, of the newest... A uh, wrinkle in the whole thing, though, of them having a tag team match earlier in that or earlier in that. Do you think? Do you think they win the title? Like, so I would say three things happen in this, right? They either win the titles. Now you have tag team champions fighting each other for in the main event. They lose clean, um, and then they're just kind of mad at each other. Maybe that sets up that, or one of them turns on the other one in that match, and then. Who turns on who? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I couldn't I, answer any of that. And I think all. Of those, I think all of those are possible. No, you're right. We're in the nation of speculation. Sorry. Let's go. <laughs> um, the the point I would like kind of jump on is not that someone would turn on one of them, but it's going to be Adam Cole loses the match for them, and unlike last time where MJF lost the match and Adam Cole was super supportive, it's going to be reversed and Adam Cole's be like, you cost us the match. How could you cost us the match? We would have been, I would have been double champion if it wasn't for you. And then they just kind of start a fight maybe a little bit after the, or just that's the tension before the main event. Like it adds to the build in the arena. So that's, that's my, that's my good. That's my guess then. Um, the, the one thing I really picked up on in that promo though, was about was Cole's little, how he's done everything in ring of honor, except for that being a tag team champion. So I would think ah. he would be the one that would be more broken up about not having won the title as much as like MJF was just like, all, all right, bro, you want to do this? Let's come on, broski. Let's do this. 
Um, so it felt okay, like it was more I got important you. to Cole. So I feel like Cole will be more hurt when they lose. If they lose, when they lose. I think that would probably be the way I would go. I would think they would lose. I think Cole maybe gets pissed off and maybe maybe you get a turn. Because I don't know how you turn. How do you quote-unquote turn on a guy in a match that you are against him on? Unless you do something like super dirty, but that's I don't know if that necessarily is how that would work out. So I feel like it's... Yeah, like I said, it'll be interesting what they tell us. Yeah. Yeah, yes, yes. It'll be a good lead-up. But again, but now, like we just said, there's genuinely, to me, four options of the way that you can kind of go in just just the match beforehand to set it up in any one of those four is possible. And it changes everything that how that main event match would go. So it's, again, uh, I give give AEW some props for the build that they've done for this. I have genuinely enjoyed it. Yeah, the one. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. We shall see what they give us. But uh, keep it moving, keeping it moving. The only other thing I wanted to mention on AEW, I think, was RVD and Jack Perry. I kind of wanted to talk about this with TBZ, so you're gonna have to fill in for him. But I know how like not thrilled he was about the match in general, and as someone who kind of was just not super excited about it, but I was like, cool. RVD's here. I was actually surprised with how ma- how good the match looked, so I wanted to see what you and maybe TBZ said. So I feel yeah. like I can put on my TBZ hat here and <laughs> agree that I have spent too much time watching people like Trish Stratus or Chris Jericho, these older guys, these veterans who come out and they're just trying to do moves that they can't do anymore, and they're putting themselves and other people at danger, and I just... It makes me uncomfortable watching it sometimes, and I just don't I don't want to see that. So um, RVD, I can understand coming back into this, where you're going to have a guy whose his body's been through how many ECW matches where it is just, it, it's not just a normal 52-year-old. 50, I'm saying normal 52-year-old, like a normal 52-year-old should be doing some of the moves and going through tables that he does. But like he, there's more wear and tear on that body, so I would think... Like, it was going to not look great, um, but it was also a train wreck kind of thing. You know, the thing, you, 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 the, the, the old expression that you can't look away. So, of course, I watched this match because I wanted to see the train wreck. And I tell you what, there were, there were, there were spots. The one that jumps out to me right away, RVD went to go do his, um, his, his move where he does the split on the top rope and does the flip down. And he kind of missed it and so had to, like, rebounce himself. And that looked a little sloppy, but... But that's it. That's the one. That's the one that probably really jumps out to me. Otherwise, honestly, I thought he looked great. I was yeah. I was legitimately surprised. So I'll be curious to see if he's gonna do a lot more if he becomes regularly involved, or if this was a like I'm only gonna do one thing like every couple of months, and I've had some time to like get my body in shape, and I'm just gonna go all out for this one. And and if he did, again, good on him. But um, I just don't know how long he could keep doing that. But I'm but I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I didn't good. know where else he was before this, if he was wrestling an impact or if he was doing anything else before he jumped on this for a little while. Um, but I think that you're correct. I would think that he's just, this is more of a, not a one-off, but like, yeah, we'll see him in a few months. Maybe he'll show up for something. You know, maybe he'll be part of a battle Royal again, or one of the, one of those and do a couple spots and pop the crowd. But you're right. I, I don't know if he'd actually be there to go like, after the international championship or anything like that. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I was, like I said, I wanted to hear a TVZ talk cause he was just like, yeah, I don't, I'm not really into this and I want, you might like it more than I think you would have going in, but anyway, yeah. Yeah. that was a lot of AEW talk. I, I, hope, 
I hope I did a good job filling yes, in for him. Yeah. TV, uh, I hope I, did you, did you we'll did see. It? We'll see. We will we'll get to him when he, when he eventually comes back. Um, but yeah, I know that there was a death match with, um, Jeff Jarrett and, uh, Jeff Hardy today. So that might be like, Oh crap. I guess that's my tope to go back and watch. Anyway, um, that was a lot of AEW stuff. Let's get back to some, let's get to some WWE that I think more of both of us watched this week. Um, but yeah, what'd you want to talk about first? I'm just going to tell you first off, it was begrudgingly that I watched this. I was so That's how I get through a lot of this stuff sometimes. I was so pumped for SummerSlam. And I was like, if you go back, the, the episodes that I was on, I almost, literally, literally since the first episode I was on, I was trying to call the Roman was losing his belt at SummerSlam to, to, to Jay. I thought it was just so perfectly set up. And I know that obviously the, the, the Sokoa still being with him is the biggest thing that if you were, if I, if I were on here before, I would have said that concerns me because I feel like there has to be a full bloodline breakdown before he loses the belt. But man, I wanted Jay to win. And uh, I almost just didn't want to watch it this week because I was, I was, <laughs> I was, I was, I was legitimately what? more let down by this than I was WrestleMania. I understood WrestleMania. I thought there was still more story to tell, but, but, but the breakdowns happened. So just think uh, of how like, the way you felt is, I think, with like a lot of people felt after Cody, like you said, they were just like, you know what, I I don't want to watch right now. I'm I just I thought this was going to happen, and that's not what happened. So uh, see, then, I, then, might then be I, apolog- I apologize for all those people because I'm pretty sure I was the one on the side of like, no, you're just you're wrong. You don't know good storytelling. There's still so <laughs> much of the bloodline to tell. It's so much better to have him fail once and build it back up. Uh, and and now because I was uh, convinced that, that that you started this with Jay, you end it with Jay. Uh, now I feel it, and now I understand. Yeah, we're just we're just we're dragging a little bit. Like I said before, um, Roman still has the title. He's the other speed, whatever. Do we even talk about that one time he lost the tag match? <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah he lost that yeah. at one time. <laughs> I think, I'm, I, I'm I more convinced know. that WWE just didn't want him to continue like going in the rest of the time where they could be like, you remember the last time that he was pinned by, by was by Baron Corbin? We need to we need to erase that being a, a talking point. Yeah. Let's just okay. Jay yeah. <laughs> that, that's all it was at this point because the rest of it was for no storytelling. Ooh. Yeah, it's been, it's been a little. We'll see. Well, can I, can that's I, some bloodline stuff. Well, you can talk about the bloodline stuff now. Was there anything I, I else was, to add to where we're at with uh, I, Jay and I, Jimmy? And I think just because uh, this is these are my my two things, and I'll throw it to you. I'm sorry, I've been talking there for a second, but no, it's good. It's good. I'm just pissed. I'm really pissed off about this part of it. the The first thing is, I don't know if it was just extra bad this week, but I felt just like. First off, I felt like the smack the flow on SmackDown was not great, and then especially oh yeah, let me let me talk about that for a minute. I have a note on there about pacing that is it drives me away from the show. It's that they have Santos Escobar music hit, and then he comes out to the ring, and then they go to commercial, and then they come back, and then they do all this stuff with Edge and blah 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 blah, and then then they. Then they come back to the guy like he's not been in the ring for like eight or nine minutes. Like, why do you have to put it in this like weird order? That's just like, why? why just I don't know. It's just frustrating. That's all. Nope. 
I'm with you. It's, it's, it's become hard to watch. And then again, even then now to fast forward to just the bloodline section, you had a whole just Roman walking out, then cut to commercial, then come back out and Roman standing there. And now I'm going to look at the crowd and now I'm going to wait for the booze. And now I'm just going to stare at the crowd and do my little funny scratch my eyebrow thing that I do every single time now. And it's, it took so long for him to just say the, the acknowledge me part. And then it's, it's just, I don't, I don't know. It's just dragging. It's not, I've seen it. I've seen it all. I've seen it every week. And it's just, you could, you only have two hours on SmackDown, right? That they, I get the, I always hear the complaint of how are you going to fill up three hours on raw? Well, put Roman on Raw because you can take up an hour just on him walking down the freaking aisle. It's so bad. And him just staring at the crowd and doing his faces, which I do enjoy. It, his doesn't, faces, even, yes. it doesn't even take into account the other, like, four minutes they showed recap of what happened last week. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then, and then the number of times that I have to listen to the word oos get said. I don't know. If, I think at first I always thought it was funny, but now it's just sometimes it's like, Man, you, you said like this, yo, oos, this oos is an oos, and he's gonna oos, and I don't like, I don't know which oos we oosing about anymore. I'm not, I'm feeling, I'm not even feeling oosy. I don't want to, I don't know if I, I want to feel oosy anymore. That's how far we've come. We we've come from feeling oosy to just. Now I'm just sick of the word oos. That's ugh. I miss Sammy. Man, miss like, Sammy but honestly, the what you just said right there is like the highest point that would have made the most sense for it to work unless like not unless, but because they're doing the other storyline where they have to have it with Cody, that's going to take another year for us to get to it. They should have had Sammy take it off them. It would have justified so many different things. They could have went so many other different ways with it. I don't know. It would have worked. Not- I, I I agree. I agree. Just, and, uh, we have hindsight now. I talked about it before, and I got into a little bit of an argument with someone that didn't even want to talk about it anymore. To a point where now we have, uh, we're at a point where we might be in agreement that it might have been the correct way to go. It's just weird how time works. I don't know. I, I know. I know. And if we, we, you could pull the Triple H and go, but the story's not over. Is, and so yeah, exactly that they're. We, we could have more hindsight in the future, and maybe it'll be a great story. I guess if he I, talks I out of his out of his mouth sometimes because he says something's finished and whatever. Then you can just be like, well, I thought the story never ends, though. Triple H, what are you talking about? The, the one thing I feel like I will be legitimately disappointed about is that the you have a whole storyline with Cody and winning that belt, and you have a whole storyline with Roman and when will he lose the belt? And you can tell those two stories completely differently, and both those moments can be fantastic. And I don't think you need to waste them both on top of each other. As you, and it's just, it, it, I don't know what else, I don't know what else it can be at this point. It seems like that's the only answer. And I just, I'm I, gonna, I think you could have propped up somebody else so much more by beating Roman and Cody didn't need it. Cody won't need it. He's I should he's jump enough. on this. I should jump on this. Like the Stugats that I am, the left one's got a little Stugats in them. That's from the podcast of the Levitard show that I listen to a lot, but he throws out ridiculous predictions because if they're wrong, who cares? Nobody remembers them. But if they're correct, you're the smartest person ever in the room. So yeah. I'm going to throw out that Cody is not only going to win the Royal Rumble again, but he's going not and he's going to do it in the reverse order. Remember last time he won it in the 30 spot. This time yeah. he's going to win it at one. But then he gets all the way to Roman. And he loses by countout. So he, he or he wins by countout. So he wins against Roman, but he doesn't get the belt, just like his dad. 
Just wow. like Dusty Rhodes. Because wow, that would story's not over. <laughs> oh my god, that would be... If they do it to two people two years in a row, they'll lead us all the way to the water and then tell us that the water's not real. There's no water there. And then we'd just be like, huh? I'm thirsty! I thought we were finally getting the water! No, it's not going to happen. It, I don't think they're going to do that to us twice, but they're just... Throughout the spec, the, the speculation, just so I can win at DraftKings. Uh, my, okay, my quick, just uh, I won't go too deep with it, but I'm uh, my hope for the Rumble this year. I'm gonna say is gonna be Solo, and maybe that's how you create the friction between Ooh, Solo like and Reigns and set it up like for it. the WrestleMania. Eh, that one, that one could be fun. Yeah, yours is a little more believable than than my crazy prediction. Uh, so listen. listen. Listen, the the predictable ones aren't aren't always it. So let's let's jump into like I think is I think is really cool, but I think is a wasted opportunity that I've heard a lot of other people talk about, and that's with what happened with Chelsea Green. Um, do you follow the story or what's going on with her belts or know really anything about? So, what's yeah, the deal? I, I I know I know um, Sonya got hurt. Right, so she was an ACL or uh, yeah, ACL. She's, she's going to be out um, a year, I guess. So that's yeah, right. And and, and that sucks because I thought they did again. I thought they did a good job of building them, and I you love could have Sonya had the these heel champions in there for a while. So so yeah, there was a big question of they like, would have been great. Yes, and, and and I feel like the build has always been around Chelsea, um, as much as as much as I love Sonia and I think she's always deserved more of a chance than she's gotten the build I feel like has been around Chelsea. Like she, she's your really star heel there. So this little swerve of, you know, we're just going to bring out somebody else and add them to your champion. Well, didn't, didn't you like, did you just do that with like, you didn't, why didn't you do that with Liv when Liv got so hurt? And this is yeah. the way they did it. And it, they kind of dropped the ball. They had people like our truth. And I think, one of the ring, one of the ladies that does interviews in the back. So I forget who it was, and I apologize for getting her name wrong or not knowing her name. But they they had auditions for like it was called Chelsea's Got Talent, and it was just on like Twitter. And she was looking for auditions of other people to be her tag partner. And uh, Adam Pierce was going to take the titles off her, and she and she was like, No, no, I should I should have auditions. And we were kind of led to believe with maybe her little. Twitter thread that maybe they'll maybe they'll do this for a few weeks where she'll have auditions. She'll say, "Hell, oh, you know, this is why you should or shouldn't be," and I'll let you know. And immediately after they said that, Piper Nevin just showed up, grabbed the title, and goes, "I'm your new tag partner." And she's like, "Well, um, you might be the best candidate, but you why don't you leave your you know phone number and I'll let you know." She's like, "No, I'm your new tag partner," and I'm like. She's like, okay, yeah, actually, yeah, you're, you're actually the most qualified. Yeah, okay. And then they go off. And I'm like, well, that worked. And that was probably the best option. But they, they pulled the trigger too fast. They could have dragged that out for three weeks. Because yeah. I like this new this new meet of, like, Chelsea starting crap as the Karen who wants to talk to the manager. And then when the come up and shows up, she can just stand behind Piper and be like, yeah, deal with my friend now. Like, like it's it's not like WWE has a history of regularly showing the women's tag division. So you could have yes, you could have easily pulled that out, and not have them actually like actively defending it, and and made she it. She just could have had a segment each build... week. Right, right. A little backstage segment. No, I actually i I didn't think about that, and 
that's very smart. Yeah, I, that's going to be a that's going to be a big missed opportunity there because at the same time, I like where they ended up. They have the right partner. I like Piper. She's funny. And she's going to scare Chelsea into be like, no, we're doing it this way. And she's going to be like, oh, well, uh, okay, okay. Like, that's going to be her. And she's been calling the shots. She's been in Pierce's fit going, I want to talk to your manager. And then now she's got her partner who's going to almost, like, put her in her place and she's going to be too scared to do anything with. So, yeah, we'll see how long that lasts with the two of them kind of being back and forth. But I like that pairing. It just... Like I said, they just jumped the gun on getting us to that point. They should have just, you know, they like I said, our truth did a video of uh, auditioning to be her partner. Like little things that were like funny like that would have been would have been hilarious. So I'm kind of upset that they they didn't drag that out a bit. But I don't know what else we got. Uh, Becky and Trish, you, I'm I'm kind of on board with this, even though somebody talked me out of the logic about what happened. Uh, um, all right, so okay, so help, talk, what happened. help talk. Help talk me into it, right? Because I guess all the talk around this match getting pushed from SummerSlam and getting put on it like this point. All right, so I expected the SummerSlam match. If this was the SummerSlam match, barf. This was terrible. Well, I, I, I thought looked terrible. I thought it was. I thought I thought it was a terrible look. But I'm gonna say two things on this whole situation. One is I believe that they originally planned. This is my speculation. They originally planned for this to be on the SmackDown card. I'm not SmackDown card, the SummerSlam card. But at a certain point, they just decided that they didn't want to have that on the SmackDown card for how they were building it. I don't really know why. I'm just completely guessing at that. The reason I believe that they have been consistent with kind of holding off somewhat not huge, big matches, but some that are slightly significant that aren't on the pay-per-views is because they still deal with two different companies, and Fox would prefer something to show up on SmackDown than being on Peacock. So they do tend to have like their version of like a special week, the week or two after a pay-per-view, because SmackDown or Fox is like, well, I don't want you guys to advertise all the good shit over there. I want you to watch us. So the reason I was even talking about what this was kind of okay is not because of that, but they, false, they advertised the match that didn't really happen, and they gave crap to Zoe no, Stark. WWE did that. Yes, they they gave crap to Zoe Stark for interfering, but after the countout, so like it, she didn't really interfere. The match was over. But right. I had said two weeks ago that I thought that this was that's where they, where they were going is what they were doing anyway. So that's why I was just like, well, we're finally here. I had said, well, Zoe shouldn't be getting involved this should just be a steel cage match. So that's what we're doing finally. We're doing a steel cage match where Zoe can't get involved. And if that's the match that we're supposed to get, finally maybe like a 10, 15-minute match between Becky and uh, Trish in the cage, cool. But it's taken a little bit to get there. Well, as long that's- as Trish doesn't try to do any hurricanranas or anything super athletic, we should maybe be okay. Oh, it's gonna happen, but yeah, we'll see. I put, my, I put my TBZ hat back on. Just please, please don't hurt her. Please don't injure her. Did you real <laughs> quick, real quick, while we're talking about this though, did with the whole um, SummerSlam thing and, and it getting pushed? Did you, did you get the reference? Did you see Becky um, drinking the lemonade? I didn't understand the reference. My sh- right, my dumbass so- did not get this. 
So in the press conference after SummerSlam, Triple H, when he was doing his talking, he was asked about their match getting pushed. And he, in his like explanation, made a comment about how they just needed to try to make uh, lemons into lemonade. Aha, that's why she wore the shirt. Okay, gotcha. Yes, that's why she had that. If she's not out there next week in a shirt with just a lemon on it and like a pair of what looks like her sunglasses and like her hair on it, again, then that's a a very big missed opportunity from WWE to sell some great merch because that is hilarious to me. The picture that I saw with that was pretty funny. So that's, that's awesome. No, good on her. Good on her. Um, what else happened? Oh, Judgment Day. Oh yeah, Judgment we got a lot with this one. Yeah, no, I'll let you 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 take lead on Judgment Day for me. Well, we got uh, I don't know. We had we had a lot going on with the match, and I don't know. We have a lot going on with Judgment Day. I eventually want to get into speculation of maybe what's going on with the briefcase of who's going on with who, but we got JD and I'm stealing this from, I believe Alex from uh, sour graps podcast. He calls him JD McDonuts. And uh, mm-hmm. instead of call, and I kind of like that and I'm going to run with it. So Alex, I think it's Kowalski from sour graps. that I like that podcast or that live show recap show. Uh, yeah, calls him JD McDonuts. But he sent out a message from Finn Balor to Judgment Day to Priest and Rhea and Dom, and they weren't too happy to hear about the message. And he's just like, "Dude, I'm just a messenger." And that led they later got involved, just kind of skipping ahead to the main event where JD kind of helped um, them not lose. Is that how I'm going to say it correctly? Is that how that went down? Yeah, I think that that's no, that, that that's, a, that's a good way to phrase it. Was he just kind of like numbers? So he helped out a little bit. Like they, I don't know, somewhere along those lines. But JD, I wouldn't say he got on the good side, but Priest was kind of like, okay, I won't beat your ass right now, but thanks. You know, that was kind of the attitude. Um, and they're slowly kind of getting to the point of maybe absorbing JD into the judgment day. Is that a feeling you got? Not so much. What do you think? Where do you think we're at with this? So, I did a lot of speculation with what I think is happening, but so so I, I, JD definitely becomes a key factor in this. Um, I just I don't know. I, do you think he gets added? Just, just do you think he just gets added, or do you think he gets added and that leads to a priest removal, or do you think he and Finn go off on their own? I think you're 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 getting there. You're getting to what I wanted to get into with the speculation. All right. Um, so, so I know I, I had speculation for the briefcase, but I was getting more to what you were saying with JD McDonuts. Yeah. So I think I, I guess I would think you know th- this breakup between Finn and um, Priest seems inevitable. So, but, but it seems like Rhea and Dom are with Priest. Like, we always see them all together, and now you see JD coming in. So, I think that's yes. maybe where you get your split. You can get some tag team matches between, you know, those guys as you see that split. But I think ultimately it leads to what WWE has loved doing lately, and that is 
doing a match with where the money in the bank contract is on the line between two guys. And maybe you can set that up for a Finn versus uh, Priest, however you want to do that. If you want to give it to Finn and you got ideas for that, I go for it. I actually, I love, I love Priest having it. I think Priest, with all the work that he's done with Bad Bunny and, I mean, really all of his matches, he's been great. I, I really enjoy Priest, so I hope that he continues to get this push and they don't find a way to take that briefcase off of him. Um, but he he definitely deserves, I think, to cash in and to and to win when he does. So that's a cool angle. I I, I don't know if that's going to go. Well, it could go that way. It's a cool angle. I, I don't think it's. That's my final that I like to believe happened. Yes, but the uh, this I have to remember this because I I, get, I fall into this trap a lot. I I get into like some fantasy book story that I think is kind of cool. And then when that doesn't happen, whatever they give me, I'm like, well, it's not as cool what I came up with, so it's not that good. So well, I kind of like need to hire us as writers, though. <laughs> yeah, and then when I do it, I'm like, well, someone could have easily thought something better than what I did, right? Like I'm always <laughs> going to think that. So anyway, but I I just I try to remember that when I'm thinking up of these crazy ideas. But I don't think that I think they're going to keep the Judgment Day with the same numbers, but they're going to replace a member. And I think they're finding out that Finn, he hasn't been winning. He's been one that he's been the only one that doesn't have a title. He keeps fumbling the briefcase. Ha ha. Like he can't even hold on to it when Priest gives it to him to help him against Cody. He does that and it goes right through his legs and Cody gets to use it. We don't even know if Priest used it on purpose the way he put it down from the beat Seth. Was that an accident or no? I don't know. I like how they're just kind of on the lot, uh, like kind of on the fence with that one. But the fact that Priest isn't winning, I'm not not Priest. The fact that Finn really isn't winning. Well, like I said, Rhea, Dom both have a belt. Um, he Priest has the briefcase, and Finn is just kind of on the outs. I'm not saying he is, but they're they're kind of infighting, and JD keeps coming in and being useful. So I can see them all turning on Finn and kicking Finn out. And JD oh. replacing him as a member of the Judgment Day. Priest would end up getting the title, and then he JD can be a, like a kind of a lackey, but I don't know. Then we can maybe get – wow, I'm really going deep here. Then we can have Finn be so upset that he needs to go in on himself and come back as the demon. That would be <sighs> pretty cool. Um, I, actually, I do, I do like that little extra step there. <laughs> Dreams. Um, <laughs> did, did it, remind me though, is JD from Ireland also? They're both. Well, put it. His name was uh, Jordan Devlin, I believe. I think that was his name when he wrestled, and he was taught by Finn. They're both from the same hometown, Brake County, Whitlow, Ireland. I think I'm gonna. I butchered that. Brake County. Yeah. Whatever. Listen, like it's not like I've not been butchered enough names for people in these before, uh, so we'll give yeah. you we'll give you a, I'll give you a pass. Um, I, yeah, so I, I get what you're saying. I, I understand the number piece. I think that's I think that's probably right. Um, I just I guess I, my hesitation would be knowing that they have this background and this and this togetherness, um, and that even right now it, it still seems to be him with Finn. I feel like if that break happens, it'll be the two of them together. Maybe, maybe you see like a tag. I wouldn't mind that as a tag team run. I think that'd be actually be a pretty fun tag team. Um, if they want to give them some legitimacy or something to work on for a little bit, but you could end up seeing like 
who you could bring back then into Judgment Day. That could be a fun little little piece of like who else you could recruit into that kind of group. Um, man, even bring Edge. No, you wouldn't want to bring Edge back. Did you? Um, how about that Edge man? I don't think. Um, I don't think we mentioned this at all. But did you see how like that we're gonna get a Edge versus Sheamus match? Uh, next it week. was kind of a weird build of kind of like, hey, you know these two old guys? They never wrestled, so, so they're going to really, wrestle. <laughs> it really is a weird build. And like, um, so I I did a, I did a little uh, reading on it. Um, might not anything be accurate, but uh, I just I thought it was at least worth mentioning. It says yes. something um, that they felt like that Edge had mentioned that when he wanted to retire, he wanted to retire in Toronto, his hometown. And, um, yes. and somewhere, some, one of those things was that I think there was an expectation that he thought maybe SummerSlam this year was going to be in Toronto. And that, so it would kind of line up that way that that would be where he'd finish. Um, but since that wasn't there, he's, and now you get it, you're getting, is it raw or SmackDown? I think it's SmackDown up there. I think it's raw. Or no, yeah, I, yeah, no, I yeah, it was raw. raw. Um, so now you're getting that, that, that this this might be his retirement match uh, because him and Sheamus go back like they're they're kind of boys from from a long time um, together and since they never had that match you either this either is the start of his tour or there is some legitimacy that this might actually be his last match. When is when is payback? Mm, September second feels right. I can see them having a trio, and maybe the third one is the is the last one. Yeah, no, I could, I could, I could see that too. Because um, I think they'd I have just, to build it, just, it more than a hey, you know, this guy and us, we're good friends, and and uh, we're gonna wrestle. I, I'm I'm kind of joking because I like it. I'm not making fun of it as look, this is dumb. I I'm gonna be here for it. I just think it's kind of been a little interesting, but like, yo, hey, um, you and I haven't done this before. Let's let's do it on Friday. <laughs> that's kind of how it is. I'm cool with that. I, I, I kind of felt that way too, right? Like you should be giving him a little bit more legitimacy than that. The, the only two thoughts I had, one, you just never know what medical stuff might be coming up. Like maybe all of a sudden it's like, hey, I can get in one more and this will just, then this will be it. Um, or oh, but it, That could be the uh, same for both those guys. We've heard for, no, for no, years no. that Seamus needs to retire. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but also might have just been that you didn't want to try to um, – wouldn't you try to make that a SummerSlam match? Wouldn't you try to put Edge into that? So you waited until as soon as SummerSlam was over, all that stuff was done, and now he came out right away and just, all right, we're doing this next week. So you just you didn't want to cross that bill. Well, um, I just bet David, if it is his retirement match, they would tell us. I don't think they're going to just surprise us with him leaving his boots in the ring. And they'll actually advertise. Yeah, that's exactly oh. how I thought they would do it if oh. they do. Okay, we'll see what we get. We'll yeah, right. Like yeah, we'll see if he's he's the new Billy Gunn. Yes, we don't know where that's going yet either. He's got to come back. He's not done. I don't know. His wife's been posting stuff, pretty much saying that he's done. Well, there's they're, they're actively talking about him, and like we see you at home, whatever. Like it, it it's kind of storyline. So if they weren't mentioning him, I might believe it. But I don't know. We'll see. No, that, that's that, that's fair. That's fair. I don't watch enough of the, on the AW side to know like all that other stuff, but. Um... Yeah, if no, they didn't mention him at all, I'd be like, oh, wow, I guess he, maybe something's up. He's just not going to do anything. They're going to do a surprise. But they're like weekly. They're like, this is here for you, Billy. You know, oh, yeah, we, we just, you know, we love you, Billy. Well, hopefully you're coming back. You know, we love you. And it's just kind of weird that they're doing a story with it. But anyway. Yeah. I'm such yeah. a mark. We shall see. 
Yeah. Uh, what else we got on the AE dubs? No, WWE. You, you messed me all up. Sorry, we crossed over. We, Back, crossed, crossed we, over. we went through the forbidden door. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yes, we had. Oh, we had Seth and Shinsuke. We did have Seth and Shinsuke. After uh, this is after also we had Seth. Um, what was it, like two weeks ago with the giant Crocs? I love those. I love Seth Rollins. I love everything yes. about Seth Rollins. I was gonna look up what Seth, what Shinsuke had like said in his promo to Seth. The little whisper to it, the little whisper in his ear. Not so much the whisper, which is kind of funny, and we can dig into that too. But I almost wanted to know like what the translation was. Uh, oh. You know what I mean when he was doing the promo beforehand. Yes. Um, that's actually a great question. I don't know. I thought I, I thought I was able to look it up somewhere. I didn't know if it was interesting at all. Um, Um, but yeah, what he had said in his, what he had whispered into his ear was kind of funny. And as I heard someone describe it, uh, Seth acted like somebody farted. Like and that's the reaction he gave Shinsuke. <laughs> that is the most perfect explanation of how to explain how Seth looked. I think I could have come up with. Yeah, that had to be a stinky one. Yeah. Oh, so I was. Oh, I'm reading. I was fed up of various things. I'm reading the subtitles. Maybe even of myself. See, uh, that is, was almost. So I, I asserted I myself. Like, I'm reading the subtitles to what he said in the promo. Because I wanted my true nature. Uh, let's see. Come on. Oh, now it turned off? Oh, because that's when he's talking English. All right, I'm done. I, I don't have time for that. I'm doing that live on air, and it, it's just it's not entertaining, so I apologize. Anyway. That's how podcasts go sometimes. Yes. What is it that you think he had said to to Mr. Rollins? Well, so, so right, a couple of things that I can think of. Um, first, was you want to do a, had, do a like, list? You want to do a top, almost like that? Was, list? Did, what, did it was it was it like kind of like broken English that just made something sound funny, like like just something where it's like, oh, like you fuck a me, you fuck a me, I fuck a me, or something. Just you know, just something that just sounded weird and like out of context. Um, with with just like translation, I just you know you're sitting there like did he just did he just say what I think he just said? That was the first thing that crossed my mind. What did you, what did you have? Well, I I tried to come up with stuff. They're, they're they're not the greatest. I got a few things. I think my OLI would be the first thing he said to him that might be the most believable was that belt means nothing. You know, that's right. That's a real statement. That might have been something that he said or all right. Um, CM CM Punk is better than you. you no, know, I just think that would have been that would have been kind Listen, of funny. If somebody was, said that to me, I, I would I would not have that look. I would probably immediately then them's fighting them's fighting words, man. Like I would we'd, we'd have to throw we'd have to throw fisticuffs immediately. CM Punk or, is there's more CM than Punk just lemonade in your water bottle. Ooh, so those are my those are my OLIs. 
Those um, are my OLRs. The one other one I would have thought was uh, maybe he just whispered into her and went, Oh, Becky! Trying to do his best Samoa Joe and AJ Styles. That's not bad. Oh, that's not bad. All right. Those are my OLIs, but I got my top three. I got my top three. Number three. Number three. That outfit looks better on your wife. Ooh. It, it would. Okay. It would. No, no. It would One not that actually that's that's make this wrong. He fills that thing out beautifully. I didn't say. Completely. I know. Okay. Well, but it would have made him question. I don't know. The one that was a little more controversial. Becky wants me to join your threesome. See, that's, yes. That's, that's, that's the, one the face, the one right? That's the, like face. Yeah, that's the face. But no, number one. Number one. That made Seth Rollins act this way to be so confused that he didn't know how to react until he was attacked. The Lions are going to be better than the Bears this year in the NFL. Such a bad you know, as, as Seth, Rowland, Seth Rollins, a huge Bears fan. Seth Rollins is just a huge Bears fan. It would have shocked him to think of the fact that the Detroit Lions would be a better football team than Chicago. He would be that stunned to be like, "What? what, what uh huh? What? What? Like that's that's honestly, I think what Seth said or what Shinsuke said. Man, Campbell's coming after the Bears. That's what he said. Man, Campbell's coming after the Bears." <laughs> those are fighting. Those are fighting words. I would have maybe gone more with a uh, Jordan loves your new daddy. Ooh, ooh. Yes, um, yes, yes. All right, no, I, yes, I got one yes. more for you. The, the, the just laughing about. Um, I can see him just walking up to Seth and just being like, "They sing my music louder than yours." Mic drop. Walk off. Whoa. That would be. That would actually. That would be a pretty epic one. All right. So hang on. All right. Stick with me on this one for a second. Um, I want to play. I want to play a little game with you. We'll, we'll play a little game with you. So um, I saw, I saw something ESPN put out earlier this week that was like a bench, start, sit with like Austin, Cena, and The Rock, and that that can be a whole other conversation for another time. But I actually got kind of mad at that for a minute because I was like, you know what? Like everybody has their own one. So football does that all the time. Football, ha- it's your own version of marry, fuck, kill, right? It's so okay. for football, it's it's start bench uh, cut for um, there's a, you mentioned a podcast you love. There's a podcast that I love um, that's like a drinking sports talk one. They do uh, sip, chug or drain pour is their three. Right. <laughs> so I feel like wrestling needs a version of this. Like we need a three level tier. So let's do um, I've given this some great thought. I want to do the Mick Foley scale. Right, so uh, Mary, Mary is going to be your dude love. Uh, for your fuck, it's okay. going to be Cactus Jack because bang bang, and then your kill would be mankind. All right, so so Mary fuck kill. You have dude love, Cactus oh, Jack, mankind. I pose to you: who has the best entrance music when it comes to the crowd singing along? Seth Rollins, Sami Zayn, or Shinsuke Nakamura? Well, uh, well, okay. You threw me for a loop here. So it's Sammy, Shinsuke, and who is the third? Seth. Seth. Um, do love do love Cactus Jack and Mankind. Which one? Which entrance are you singing the loudest? 
I guess if I'm going to marry one and I'm going to be attached to it forever, or the that would be the dude love of myself, yep. would be I'd probably go with Shinsuke. Because I think I can wow. hear that in different versions of it. I, I can sing that. I, I would be... I'd be cool hearing that forever. I think this is controversial, man. Uh, you put me on the spot with this. I'm going to mess. I'm going to, I'm going to fuck with Sammy because I'm like here for that. I know just like Seth's music, as soon as the music ends, the crowd is going to chant it. And especially in, a crowd overseas, it's going to be even louder for the. Uh, uh, I almost said Seth music and for for um for um. Oh my God, for Sami Zayn, I almost did Seth music. I almost sang it, but no, I'm gonna. I'd. I'd probably have to kill Seth. Seth, oh, because I think he's gonna eventually do that anyway. Ah, uh, so um. It, it pains me to do this because I'm, listen, I, I respect the game, so I'm gonna give. I have to give my own answers on this too. Um, I thought you were just gonna pick wrestlers that we had to marry, fuck, kill. So I'm glad we went. Through, <laughs> all right, I thought I was gonna get all controversial. This is so much better, even though it was on the fly. Uh, and I didn't have a think good think about it. That was much better. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm gonna go. Uh, my dude, love is Sammy's because there. I don't think anything makes me just get up and like kick my feet and throw my hands in the air as hard as what Sammy's does. And I listen, I'm, I'm a guy that likes to just get in the crowd and go hard. So give me Sammy's uh, for my dude love for my cactus. Jack, I'm actually for here. I'm going to go Shinsuke um, more because um, when he went turned heel and everybody still continued to sing his and he, he didn't want them to do it anymore and they still continued to. So it was like the crowd was just you doing a hate put a rap on him. it. So yeah, yeah, see, exactly. So, uh, I got to give him credit for that, which then, yes, then that, that unfortunately, uh, I, I got, I can't believe I'm doing that because I'm, I love Seth. And when they came here, I was the first one standing up singing his music and the last one to sit down. But, um, man, I love those other two a little bit more. I just think Thank that you. the reason my, my, might be yours as well is that I don't think Seth can change his character again or evolve it unless he makes the crowd not do that or if he's mad at them for continuing to do that to him. So I just think that there's an evolution with this character that would get away from that, and that's where that's why I'm leaning towards that being my go-away. But I don't know. I don't not like it. I just I just think that's where we're eventually going to go in a couple of years. Don't listen to Mr. Rizzo, Seth. If you're listening to this, don't <laughs> listen to him. Don't you ever change. Don't you ever, ever change that beautiful self. Excellent, excellent. Um... I don't know. I got uh, I got a little I got a little ticking I hear up in the air. What about you? Do you hear something? Oh, man, I it I thought I did. Oh no, there it is. There what is that? It's the it's NXT louder. Wrestling Minute! NXT oh. Tag Champs, Tony D'Angelo and Stax Lorenzo start the show defending the titles versus Schism. Two honks for the match, and a few members from Schism help the family keep the titles. Prebo's got to be around somewhere. Blair Davenport hit Dana Brooke with a knee to the face before Dana could use the ring bell as a weapon. Yep. Drew Gulak and Trick Williams have a great match. 
And after the victory, Trick tells Dragonoff, next week on Heat Wave, he will be dragging that ass. Mustafa Ali is here to make the North American Championship great again. Believe in Ali, you can trust. Gnome Dar is back, broadcasting live from the moon, and is such a treat. Heritage Cup next week, Ma Heritage Cup map next week versus Nathan Fraser. Wesley versus Dijak. The winner becomes the number one contender and will face Carmelo Hayes next week at Heatwave. Eddie Thorpe gets involved with Dijak and it costs him the match. Lee wastes zero time as he confronts Hayes. Melo tells Wes, don't go chasing waterfalls. Stick to the rivers and lakes that you're used to, my boy, because next week, Melo can't miss. Ah. Wow. Well done. Oof, oof. So, I'm out of breath from that. that Melo. Well done. Melo and Wes Lee are going to have a cool match, probably the main event for the NXT title next week. Uh, those guys can go. They, 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 yeah, it's going to be a great match. And check that out if you like some wrestling. Um, but the promo and the little video that Mustafa Ali put out, where he's like a politician speaking to the crowd, and he's he's doing a campaign video at a podium, saying that he's going to make. He didn't say that, but it's basically like saying, "I'm going to make the North American." championship great again and I know that that sounds uncomfortable depending on how you might hear that without seeing the video but I'm like shit this kind of works and uh, it's kind of funny and how he's on the on the fence with it and he's like you gotta watch it it's it's about two or three minute video and I was like oh I hope this sticks I hope they run with this because it's kind of it's not shocking. Like, oh my god, I can't believe they're doing this. But it's just okay. All right, they're gonna lean into it this way. I like what they're doing. So is check he, that is out. He in a suit and wearing is he in a suit and wearing a red tie? Yes, he is. Oh my god! I swear to God, I haven't seen that, and that is amazing. That that's well done. Yes, it's well done. And like after he done speaking and he puts his hands up, the two like banners fall down with like a symbol, and it says Mustafa Ali. It just he literally says, uh, believe in Mustafa Ali, you can trust. No, yeah, believe in Ali, you can trust. And it's just like, oh, my God, I love this campaign slogan. This is great. I'm going to vote for him before anyone from Florida. Anyway, uh, I'm, still voting. I'm still voting for Pedro first. Who's Okay, but is he on the ballot? All right, never mind. You, you better joke than <laughs> Your joke was better than mine. Shit. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. Oh, hey, so so I haven't really seen much with NXT. Um, oh, it's tough for anyone to get to anything, so I understand. Well, listen, we've already set a record by talking about Baron Corbin once on this um, podcast, right? So, uh, how has he been doing down there, actually? Well, uh, did he? I'm not sure if he had a match with someone or he did something last week. I didn't, I didn't watch last week's show, so I don't recall how we started. But Braun Breaker – oh, okay, that's right. I'm misremembering. He did – he's supposed to have a match with Von Wagner next week, which is they're kind of trying to build up Von as a, as a baby face. I don't know. It's kind of got a little legs, but it won't work on the main roster right now. But I like that Baron Corbin will maybe have a match with him. But at the end of the show – 
they showed Baron kind of be confronted by Braun Breaker and just kind of said to Braun, like, hey, I know that most people are intimidated by you in this place. I'm not one of them. And then just walked off. So I think we're eventually going to get maybe Baron Corbin versus Braun Breaker. Um, but, yeah. That'll be fun. It was the little hype that he got a week or so ago was mostly because of the negativity that Gabe Stevenson got. It was kind of like anti-Stevenson. Whoever was going against him at that point was going to get the was almost going to get the rub, and Baron was there to eat it all up. Man, what? Why? Why? Why is Gable getting such bad pub? No, not Gable. Gabe. Not, not Jay Gable. I'm sorry. No, Gabe Stevenson. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yes, that was. He hasn't looked the greatest in the ring, at least for me. And I'm only saying that because I'm comparing him to his brother, who's been doing great stuff on NXT, which is, uh, is it uh, Brian Kemp. Like, that's his real-life brother. And okay. he's done better in the ring and his character, and I've liked them. And they've just kind of leaned on, like, yeah, I'm a gold me- I-, I won gold medal. And he's not really – he's kind of soft-spoken. He's not like – and I didn't like anything that he did with the fight pit. So I'm yeah. just kind of like, eh. I'd rather have so him completely it. distance himself of the gold medal or try to be all in and say whatever. But, like, he was out a few weeks ago and just randomly was wearing a gold medal. And I just it didn't understand, like, why you would have it. Like, it just it didn't work for me. That's all. Okay. Okay, no, I can def- I can definitely respect that. Because said, um, I like his color. It was great. He sounds like the opposite of Logan Paul, of just the right. Like it, Logan gets this dude's getting the booze because you're famous for like good stuff, but then you're just not being great in the ring. And Logan's famous for being terrible, like for terrible stuff, but then he's well, awesome in the ring. So he's getting booze because like, just I want to boo you because you're a heel and you should get booed. I believe there's some bad stuff with Gabe's past as well. So. Oh. I don't know all the details. I don't want to speculate and even guess and what I'd be wrong about. But I just say that I know that there are other people that don't like him because of whatever issues he does have in the past. And that's just another reason why other people don't like him. But that's all. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. No, I, I, I hear that then. But I was only mentioning that because he wrestled against Baron Corbin. And everyone was like, well, I'm here for Corbin. Cool. All right, cool. I know like we're not supposed to like Corbin right now, but I like him over this guy. I mean, they didn't really tell us anything with this guy. And Corbin's got a Corbin's got a cool pirate ship that's on fire. All right, sweet. I mean, that's literally what it was. It was a, it was on the screen. It was different music and there was a pirate ship on fire. So we're like, I'm here for this. Is he going to turn into the lone pirate instead of the lone wolf? Well, that's not bad. He burnt like on the mm-hmm. next they showed like all of the stuff, like they even showed him burning the crown, like taking all of his past and just like burning it. So I don't know. All right. It's he's trying to I feel like that's what he needs. Him, he's so I don't know. This. I like the Mister Connect Four champion. I don't know if anyone knows what I'm talking about with that one, but uh, when he first came to NXT, his music used to have like these four like lights. And every time he'd walk over one, it would go from white to red. And then there was four of them. So the, all four of them would get red, and then he would go into the ring. So 
Just so completely out, completely out of nowhere. Because this is my MKO out of nowhere. Um, since you mentioned that, you know what? You know whose entrance I miss? I, WWE doesn't do much on like the floor anymore. I noticed. I miss the Miz's entrance when he used to like do the spin and point, and then the red carpet would show up and go down, and he would walk down that. Mm-hmm. That's that, that's a miss. I wish they'd bring that back. Yes. Uh, you also made me think of other people I've missed, and that would be pretty deadly. I think one of them had been injured. I like when yeah, they. Yeah, I think it was separated shoulder for Prince. I I like the slow mo they used to do with the with the wind with the wind in their hair, and it would always. I don't know. I kind of like that. They did it for Tyler Breeze, and they think they they right now they're doing it for Johnny TV. If you know who that is, um, Johnny yeah. Johnny Nitro, Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Survivor, Johnny, Johnny Mundo, Johnny Elite. Yeah. Johnny everything. Yep. Johnny, Johnny H2O. Do you remember Johnny H2O? Uh, I do, man. <laughs> those, those water guns are awesome. But, yeah, Johnny Mundo is pretty awesome. I love Johnny Mundo. Uh, Johnny Mundo might have been his best, to be honest. All right. All right. You ever, did you actually did you see him on Survivor? I did not. He, uh, he like, partnered with the – I swear to God, this guy was the most Sheldon Cooper person you've ever seen in real life. And he, like, partnered with him, and they were both – like, this dude was like, yo, the wrestler dude likes me, little dude. And, again, he was just like, well, I got I got this dude helping me out. I'm going to ride these coattails. You you know smart dude turned on him first chance he got. Stupid. They could have went They could have went to the end. Yeah, yep, Still yep. bitter about that. Uh, not helping out the the guys on the uh, oh my god, what are those reality TV shows? Some of the other wrestlers, like I think Luchasaurus was on Big Brother. Uh, yes, he, yes, he, yes, he was. Actually, I still remember the first time I saw I was watching AEW and Luchasaurus was on, and I'm just staring at his like, arm. I know this I tattoo. Know that, I know this weird tree tattoo. Why do I know? <laughs> he was on that, and then um, oh. Who was the short dude that was the mouthpiece for um, the Almighty for a while? Leo Rush. Leo was on the challenge on MTV. Oh, he was? He, like, oh, okay. I didn't know he, that. He quit like a week into it. Um, I, I, I didn't I hear about what, it. I don't, I don't <laughs> know what was going on with it. But, no, he was, yeah, he was on that, but not for long. There's your reality TV show wrestling update for the for the week. I guess it's time for the Tope. Tope Suicida moment of the week. Tope Suicida. I guess maybe when we uh, decide to, I don't know, advertise or talk about or recommend something pretty cool in the wrestling world out there that you want to watch or get back to. Because of our crazy schedules, we can even go back and stuff, watch stuff that already happened or something you're looking forward to. I don't know. I'm putting you on the spot, Maddie K. You got anything there? Um, you, know, you know, the one thing, I, I guess this is going to be like a, a very distant one, I think. Um, I'm just, we don't, I don't think we actually fully wrapped up the whole Bloodline saga, Bloodline saga, but I can mention it here. You know, it, it ended with Jay saying that he's out. That he's out, out of out of the bloodline, out of SmackDown, out of WWE. Quitting WWF. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see how long that really is for. Right? Is that just going to be a week or two, or are we more in a spot where we legitimately aren't going to see him until the Royal Rumble? 
Like he, that dude's been a workhorse for three years. So are you giving going to give him like a couple of months off? And now he's a surprise, a quote unquote surprise entrance to the Royal Rumble, and then that builds to the Jimmy versus Jay WrestleMania moment that they've wanted. Um, I, I just so I'll just be curious to see what they really do with it because I definitely was I don't know what I was expecting for that that episode after. Um, you know that that SmackDown episode afterwards to see what the fallout was from from the Bloodline, but um, it, it, that was not what I was expecting whatsoever. So um, I, looking forward. I have to an idea to throw at you for you, real quick. All right. I'm gonna say that the re, this could be next week, so maybe I'm wrong, but I would think that Jay or Jimmy will come back when they come back from Canada. Oh, that's a good point. I always forget that those boys had that trouble. <laughs> I always forget that the boys, one or both of them, aren't allowed to go to Canada because of DWIs. So I'm just like, oh, yeah, uh, they got three shows. They got Toronto. They got Calgary. They got. I guess we'll be back here. Like, it might be easy to figure out when they're coming back. Um, I am going to – I don't – you might be you, – you might be right, and I'm pretty sure that was a problem for a while, but – didn't they interfere? They interfered in the Sammy Reigns match in Montreal, didn't they? At Money in the Bank. Oh, is that considered France? Like- <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean that little French fella, LeBron? Um, yeah, no, that, that, so you might be right on that one, but I actually, but so. I'm actually, I'm actually pretty sure that they did interfere, and because I remember being very surprised, because I, I think that's the first time I ever remember seeing them in Canada. So, I'm, I'm bad, speculating, bad so yeah, bad. I'm completely speculating. I don't have any knowledge of that whatsoever, but just mentioning Montreal and the Swiss, it just makes me think of a stupid movie called Canadian Bacon. Do you remember that movie? I very much do. I like how the guys get pulled over because they write all these vulgar signs talking bad about Canadians on their on their truck. And they get pulled over by a, a, a Mount Me. They get pulled over. No, they don't get pulled over. But they get pulled over by a, a cop on a bike who's Dan Aykroyd. And he makes them pay on a fine, which I think is like $5. And that's, like yeah. a, that's the equivalent of the, of the fine. But he just makes them put all of the vulgar signage also in French. Because that's the law. Everything has to be both in English and in French. So it wasn't that they had to cover up the swear words. They just have to also write them in French on the side of the, the uh, car. But I don't know. I don't know why I went into that for a rambling moment. Uh, it's the edibles. No. Anyway, uh, we, we talked what's a your, lot what's today. Your about what's, your, what's your tope? Uh, my tope is probably going to watch that death match that I mentioned that happened on Wednesday. If you haven't got to it, go back and watch it on Dynamite. Um, and then also the G1. Oh, I'm going to hear about it from the, from a few people of not recapping the G1 or watching the G1. But the G1 is over. No spoilers for me. But maybe go and check that out because, uh, uh, yeah, it's great. I'm going to go do that. Uh, so Listen, I, I appreciate that you didn't bring up the G1 because I wanted to talk during this podcast. So, um. <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Well, I wasn't going to be – I was only going to be talking about the three matches that I was going to watch before the show and just didn't get to them. So you would have liked my recap about knowing some – I don't know, maybe some guys you'll see in the future. We'll see. But I think that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, hopefully we'll get TBC back on the on the pod soon. 
We'll get more Maddie K out here talking about some wrestling. Uh, I don't know. We got hopefully a lot more going on in the future. Uh, it's just been really busy with moving into a new house, uh, people breaking bones, um, going to be going to fish concerts and going to see Goose in a couple weeks, which I can't wait about. Can't wait to see that at at Borderlands. Um, but yeah, once everything settles down, maybe we can start doing some more fun stuff and get some more people on the pod. I want to get the guys here from the uh, uh, Not A Real Court podcast to talk about some wrestling as well. So thanks for stopping by, Matty K. Hopefully we'll see you again. pleasure. And uh, yeah, honk it like it's hot. Honk it like it's hot.